With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Kia ora, good morning and welcome into the show. This is SENZ Breakfast with Ricardo and Steve in for Izzy uh, for the next couple of days. Coming up this morning... Lungani Nzama out of South Africa. Cricket journalist, we'll catch up with him and what was a good day for South African cricket yesterday, as you just heard. Dwayne Sweeney, he is now involved at the Chiefs. He is uh, one of the assistant coaches at the Manawa. We'll get a take on his coaching uh, career, where he's gone, uh, what he wants to do with the Manawa this season and uh, the Chiefs as well. Frank Endicott's going to talk Warriors with us with that team named yesterday and the big trial match against the Tigers in Christchurch on Sunday and Kurt Eklund from the Blues after 8 o'clock as well. So we've got plenty to get through uh, on the show today. We'll have a Love Racing update. Paul Mawadi with us as well, out of the TAB. All of that and more to come. Uh, morning, Steve. How are you doing? Uh, very well, thank you. Good to be back. Mate, yeah. Good to have you back. Uh, bit of a bit of a anti-climax yesterday from a New Zealand cricket point of view, wasn't it? I think everybody thought we'd go on and maybe post the lead of 150 or something, but they, they fell apart. Yeah, it just sort of shows what uh, what batting performance it was by the Africans in the first innings. And, you know, they thought the pitch would settle down. It, it probably didn't as much as everyone thought. So, um, yeah, but, you know, obviously they had their chances and threw a couple of easy wickets away, which wasn't good. But... Um, they're not well and truly out of it, but it's gonna, it's gonna, you know, always not quite being in a deficit always makes it a little bit harder when you're batting last. So, um, hopefully they can, um, the bowlers get in and get some movement around with the ball and, and get some wickets. And, uh, Willow Rourke, it could be a big day for him. Yeah, he's on a hat-trick, right? First ball today, he'll be, uh, he'll be on for a hat-trick. I think there's only ever been three people to get a hat-trick on. Uh, debut, so that's uh, that'll be pretty special if you can uh, pull that one off. Yeah, if you can make that happen, that'll be huge. I know there's frustration from cricket fans in New Zealand. I'm just looking at the texts from yesterday afternoon on our text machine. Bloody cricketers doing the usual, creaming the opposition in the first test, and stop trying and blowing the second. Yeah, I yeah. I don't think stop trying is right, but I get the frustration. Yeah, you know, and, and let's face it, it's an African team that's well under strength, mm. and. Um, but you know, sometimes, sometimes that's what happens in sport, and they throw a bit of a curveball at you. You know, are they good enough to get themselves out of a bit of a hole? I mean, it's not a huge hole they're in, but are they good enough? Or they're probably good enough if they can um, do what they need to do. And that starts this morning with taking some taking some wickets. Yeah, it does. Uh, a few questions have, have arisen out of this. There were some question marks uh, going into the test about form around a couple of uh, the players. Um, Devin Conway is an obvious one. Mm. Um, we thought. He, you know, faced sixty odd balls, scored twenty nine in the second innings at Mount Maunganui. We thought maybe that's uh, going to, you know, 
show uh, show that he's coming back and just starting to rediscover some nick. But out for a duck yesterday, that's uh, that's never good. And um, you got to wonder what they what the selectors do um, given we've got two tests against Australia coming up. Yeah, it's sort of a dress rehearsal, right? These guys were meant to be easy beats. Um, in and out and win both and move on to Australia. So I'm sure New Zealand cricket have a plan. I like I, they, You don't get Aussie to come here for a couple of tests and not have a plan on how you're going to uh, rest players beforehand and who's going to be available. Obviously, you can't plan injuries. But um, so, you know, they've got a plan. Surely they've, um, you know, used this series to, to help them get a, find a bit of form and get some runs on the border that, Maybe hasn't happened uh, as as a lot as well as everyone would have hoped for, but you know, it's, cricket cricket's a funny game, right? It's a it's an individual game, but it's a, a team game at the same time. So um, I just think they um, they'll have a plan, and you know, if someone's hasn't quite fulfilled the plan, then it'll be a, a decision made. But you know, they're smart boys at New Zealand cricket; they'll they'll have something up their sleeves, surely. Well, you yeah, hope that's sorted out. Um, we should go to the cricket desk. Bring the cricket desk, and uh, Robbie uh, is uh, famously the cricket desk here. Uh, Robbie, um, Deb Conway, obviously we just talked about that with Steve, but another player that may be under a bit of pressure, Tom Blundell. Um, he's failed with the bat the last few tests. Have we got another option at keeper, or do you think we're stuck with what we've got? Um, yeah, I mean, mentioned it before. I guess it, yeah, the, your your only option is um, uh, Tom Latham with the gloves. Then he'd probably bat down the order. Then you open with Will, Will Young, Young and Daryl Mitchell comes back in the middle order. Yeah, pr- yeah, that that's that's probably your only other option. But yeah, it's um, I mean, we, we've seen how good Conway is. It's um, yeah, painful to watch this lean runner form. Um, how long? How many more weeks is Mitchell out for? Uh, well, they just said that he's going to sit out this test and then the T20s against Aussie, so that he's ready for the first test against oh, yeah. Aussie. So. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah, so hoping he'll be back for for the Australian tests. Um, Kyle Jamison's in doubt again, so that's a that's a blow. Yeah, yeah, they said they were resting him with back soreness for this one because he's just come back from that injury. Oh yeah, that's you're a fast bowler. You always get have a sore back, aren't you? Yeah, well they're 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 doing more scans on it apparently. So oh okay, well, yeah. I, doesn't sound good. Hopefully, he hasn't gone all John, uh, Shane Bond on it and needs you know titanium yeah. wire wrapped around his spine or something. Yeah, be far from ideal. Far from ideal. But there you go. That uh, coverage gets underway here from ten o'clock on SCNZ. Uh, the game first ball will be bowled of day three at around eleven o'clock this morning. Let's crack into this. Round one, fight. The Helberg Awards were last night, and um, oh, Lisa Carrington cleaned up again, uh, as you would have heard in the news with Araha. But Steve, when you were an athlete, did they mean much to you? Were they were they on your radar, and and do they mean more in hindsight now that you're retired? Oh, I think definitely. I, I yeah, I mean they were always um, around, but because it's celebrating the year in sport, it's it's about the big moments, I guess, and. It's not something that you, in the moment, that you think about because, um, you know, you're, you're in the moment doing what you need to do. But, yeah, it's, it's nice to be recognised for an effort towards the end of the year and or, or the following year for, for something that sports people have achieved. So, you know, I still think they have their time and place. But, yeah, when you were playing, it was never really um, – you never really set out to achieve um, – and Halberg. So, but I, I, there's also a lot of individual sports out there where um, you know you 
um, having a crack on the world stage, and it's it's great to be recognised for that, certainly. But yeah, I, yeah, I don't think anyone intentionally sets out to win a Halberg. Do you think they need a team award? Uh, yeah, we, yeah, we're pretty good at team sports in this country. So yeah, yeah absolutely, I, I think they do. And um, you know, it's it's just it's a hard one judging you know what achievement was the best when you know so so many of them you know once you have achieved whatever it's it's it should be celebrated but picking picking out a highlight i guess is 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 what makes it uh makes it interesting but lisa carrington what a what a you know what an amazing what an amazing athlete and just to be able to do it year in year in year out um it's um just a credit to her her coaching staff and you know the the mental attitude she's got to be able to just you know, keep keep doing it. Yeah, she's amazing, eh? Let's oh. Crazy, crazy good. Round two. Another bloke who's been crazy good with a bat over his career is David Warner. Um, he's heading here with the Aussie T20 team. Now, you've kind of got a foot either side of the Tasman. You've got a lot of Aussie mates, <laughs> right? You grew up over there, uh, but you're very much a Kiwi. How do you think David Warner will be remembered once he's taken his final bow? Yes. Well, it's not a – like, he, he's not well-liked, like, but in saying that, when he scores runs for Australia, he's well liked. You know, like the the Aussies can be pretty um, pretty ruthless, so they often keep a foot in each camp as well, saying you know he's a he's a great player and he can still score runs at will. But they sort of also don't like him as much because of you know personalities and and what he's done and his competitive wild streak. Um, I just, how will he remembered? You know, he's going to remember it as a, as a good player who sort of changed the game. His his ability to to swing a ball, um, swing a bat, sorry, and hit a ball a long way uh, will be remembered. But yeah, he certainly polarised a few people and pretty outspoken. And you know, what happened in Africa a few years ago will will never be forgotten, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean. I'm I'm sure that sandpaper will be mentioned in banners at grounds when they're here in the T20 games. Yeah, won't they? And again, listen, I think um, you know it's blatant cheating. Um, but you know there was an awful lot of pressure on him to do perform, and you know the the the, the chance and everything that was going on around him and his personal life probably wasn't fair and should have been called out a lot earlier than what it did. Um, but in saying that, it was blading cheating, <laughs> and <laughs> and it wasn't blading cheating in a way that you could have been disguised. Because let's face it, everyone around the world was playing with the ball, whether it was a, you know, a lolly, um, some spit on a ball, or, or you know, whatever. Everyone was playing with the ball a little bit, and uh, the way he did it, the way it all went about, was just it was just like two year old stuff, really. Yeah, well, I think the thing that really um, hurt him more than so than anything, particularly in Australia, was that. It was, I think, it was viewed that he had bullied Cam Bancroft into it, or at least, you know, and and then whose whose career suffered most, his Steve Smith or Cam Bancroft? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it wasn't, um, yeah, it, it, he. It was an ugly moment in sport because it was blatant cheating, mm. and um, he's a senior guy on a team that's under a lot of pressure who's who's made someone else do do the hard yards and you know take and take and take it on the chin and mm. do what he did, but. Again, if you're gonna do that, you need to be a little bit smarter about it. The whole the whole way it went about was just it was just like a t- watching two year olds in the in the in the playground. You know, it was unbelievable. But uh, yes, just you know, that's what pressure does to to people. Sometimes you know, when you're in that spotlight, you've got those emotions and you've got that pressure on you. You you make silly decisions. You do. 
Round three. Well, you can do it. Well, and we've all been there, right? We've all made That's silly decisions. I'm not throwing those stones. <laughs> Here is uh, the third one. Wallabies veteran, Curly Beale. Um, has recently, he, I think he's without a contract at the moment. He's been in a bit of trouble with the courts. He's been accused of uh, uh, sexual intercourse without consent. Um, been found not guilty, right? So that that's that's good. He's been cleared. But now he's come out and said that he's open to a switch to the NRL at the age of 35. He couldn't, could he? Um, he's a very, very talented sports boy, right? Sportsman. He, yeah. he, from a young age, he was, he was head and tails above anything um, going around uh, in Aussie at, at schoolboy level. And uh, he, yeah, he could he make a switch? I mean, it's a big ask. And he's been not probably doing a lot for the last year or so. So to get the body back to where it needs to be at 35 is probably a big ask. But um, is there a sports contract from somewhere um, around the world? I'd say probably more than likely. So um, whether he makes the NRL, I'm not so sure at that age. I'm pretty sure no one's going to be prepared. But maybe, maybe the Super League up in the Northern Hemisphere. But yeah, I'm sure there's a sports a rugby contract around the around the guards from somewhere. Well, I mean, given positionally where he's played in Union, where do you think he'd play best in league if he did make the switch? Uh, yeah, um, well, he's played a bit of ten. He could, he could be used as, as as a six in league, or or maybe a fullback. But you know whether he's got the pace and and the ability of those fullbacks these days at rugby league. That's almost like the the most athletic position on the field, right? Mm. So um, I, I don't think you could bring him into the forwards. Um, maybe as a six or or a seven, six or a seven, or a, or a fullback, but I, I just don't think he's got the gas anymore to probably do that. Yeah, it's interesting, because the first thing that I thought of wasn't so much gas, it was shoulders. How did he handle the defensive side of the game? Because you do a lot more tackling in league. Yeah, yeah, especially um, yeah, bigger guys run at you. Yeah, but he's, he tackles well. He, he's, he's not shy on tackling So in the rugby game. So I just think, you know, it's a big ask to... To get your body to that level of of fitness again, once you've had a year and a bit off, and and you're at 35, you know that's a that's a big ask. But you know, some sometimes you get these incredible athletes that once they set their mind to something, that's that's what they go for. And so you know, you, you never say never. But I'm sure there's a rugby union contract somewhere around mm-hmm. the world for him. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Speaking of rugby union. I was at the Super Rugby Pacific launch yesterday. Nice. How was it? It was pretty good, actually. All twelve captains were there. Wow. Which was which was cool, and it was just media from you know there was Aussie media there. I saw uh, Jeremy Paul, Tim Horan were over with Stan Sport doing oh, yeah. stuff, and oh, nice. uh, Fiji uh, Fiji TV had people down there, and there was all the New Zealand uh, media outlets as Mate, well. I'm excited about Fijians this year. Oh, they look good. Yeah, they do. What a, what a, it's it's probably the greatest story coming out of anywhere the last couple of years that they throw a team together and, and just look what it's done for Fiji rugby like full stop like you know they're they're it's probably the best they've performed at the World Cup uh, in a long time and you know their 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 young talent is uh, getting an opportunity on a, on a bigger stage and they're, and they're performing. Yeah, yeah, I mean, and the thing that yesterday that came out was that everybody wanted to talk to the Fijian team. Yeah. I mean, you know, their captain's English was good, but not great. He was kind of very slow to speak. Yeah. Um, but what he said was, was impressive when he was on stage because they interviewed all the captains on stage as well. I, I think also the way they play their rugby, the Fijians, like they play their style. They throw the ball around when they want to, and but they can be tough. Um, but it, it's entertaining rugby to watch. I um 
I watched a fair bit of their games last year because it was just good to watch. And that's where Super Rugby needs to get to. And that's where World Rugby needs to get to, that it should be entertaining mm. and it should be about um, running the ball. Um, someone said to me last year during the World Cup, you know, the World Cup is famous. Uh, rugby was famous for a guy who picked up a soccer ball and ran with it. And that's how rugby was invented. Yet now it seems to be all about kicking. Yeah. So our point of difference has no longer been our point of difference. And I thank the Fijians for the way they play that the point of difference is brought back. They prefer to run with the ball. So um, it's entertaining. Anyone who hasn't seen it, make sure you sit down and watch, um, watch them play some rugby this year because it is really, really good fun to watch, particularly in Fiji. If they grow an arm and a leg in Fiji and it's, um, it's you know, they pretty much knocked over everyone there last year. The Crusaders, uh, all the Aussie teams were knocked over in Fiji. So um they're really good at what they do there, and uh, I, I'm yeah looking forward to watch watching some good rugby from them. 